Hey guys, this is John Barksell, and I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened to the Three Ball Podcast, you're missing out on a host that's headed for brighter lights and bigger things. Galt Goldman has a plethora of accurate statistics, and his sports acumen, acumen is second to none. Look out, Stephen A., Skip, Pollock, Cowherd, Patrick. He's next. Catch him now so you can say you were there in the beginning. Hello, and welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast, everybody. Today, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, J.J. Watt went to the Arizona Cardinals. Alex Smith is being cut by the Washington football team. Is Cam done with the Pats? Do the Pat Do the Patriots have a chance next year? Is Dad going to get the tag? Uh, I'm going to be talking about some teams that might be able to, that should draft a quarterback slash sign one or should not draft a quarterback slash sign one. Did Andrew Luck live up to the hype that we saw years ago? The Mavs are above 500 for the first time in ages. And the Monday Night Raw review that I really didn't watch. I watched part of it, but not all of it. So let's get to it. So J.J. Watt went to the Arizona Cardinals, which was kind of a shock to most people. Obviously, the teams that we had thought he was going to go to are the Browns, Steelers, Packers, all those teams. Well, he shocked everybody with... Do uh, doing squats, I think, with the Arizona Cardinals short shirt on, and it said "Source Me." So he's signing a big contract to go to the Cardinals. The Cardinals now they have to sign uh, Reddick, and I think they should bring back Pat P. Just because he's a good veteran to have on the team. Um, that's just my opinion, though. You don't have to agree with me. I think that even though Pat P.'s success has or his play has declined a little bit. I still think he's a pretty good uh, corner in the NFL. Um, so what's J.J. Watt going to look like? Obviously, J.J. Watt is toward the end of his career, not so much on the uh, <laughs> rising of it. He's toward the end of it. Uh, been injury-prone a lot. Uh, you know, he's still good buddies with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's also with the Cardinals now. And it's going to be exciting to see. This is Cliff Kingsbury's last year in Arizona, I think. If he, He's got to be able to win some games. He's got to be able to make the playoffs. If he doesn't, I think this is, this is it for Kingsbury if he doesn't make it this year. Oh, I think he goes to another NFL team, but he's like an offensive coordinator. But this is his last year in Arizona if he doesn't make the playoffs. Because it's... Even though I wouldn't say last year was his fault, uh, obviously a couple injuries happened. Kyler gets hurt halfway through the year, basically. He's playing the last six games with a hurt shoulder. I don't really think you can do much with that. I don't think you can blame Kingsbury. But Arizona's going to be on their uh, on the heels with him. Um, Alex Smith is being cut by the Washington football team after he won Comeback Player of the Year. And did all this great stuff for Washington, led them to a 5-1 record when he was the starting quarterback, got them into the playoffs just for Taylor Heineke to lose the game in the playoffs. Congrats to him for losing. Um, if you if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm not a big Taylor Heineke fan. Uh, uh, it's cool that he went out and got his bag, but he played one good half of football, and that shouldn't be enough to reward you in the NFL. If that was the case, then Colin Kaepernick should be in the NFL, and he should be an NFL starter. But that's besides the point nowadays. Um, and so Alex has been cut. I don't know what Washington's doing. Are they going to draft a quarterback? And who knows? I, I don't think Washington can go into next year with Taylor Heineke as the quarterback. That's stupid. 
if you do that, then I guess you're looking to tank. I think you either have to draft a quarterback or you're signing one. Because there's no in-between. Taylor Heineke's not going into the being the starter going into next year. I don't know. Uh, unless Ron Rivera's still got his main crush on Kyle Allen. That's <laughs> If they're going Kyle Allen, I guess that's still a losing season too. Because Kyle Allen didn't play that good when he was the starter <laughs> when he was with the Panthers. So I don't know what Washington's doing here. Uh, Ron Rivera's a genius. To most people, um, Ron Rivera is not a very good head coach. He's a good defensive coach, not a good head coach though. He can't develop young quarterbacks whatsoever. Cam Newton was ne- never got better as a quarterback when in his time in Carolina, and I can tell you, Dwayne Haskins never got better under the regime of Jay Gruden and Ron Rivera. He never got better. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Jimmy Clausen there too. Jimmy Clausen never got better under Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera can't is not good at drafting quarterbacks and then developing them. Now Cam's an MVP. Don't get me wrong. Cam won an MVP, but you could tell from his time at Auburn to his time in Carolina, he was not getting better. He was the same quarterback he was at Auburn. It was he didn't get any better. Didn't get any worse. That's just the way it was until his injuries started racking up. Then he got worse. There was no getting better as a passer, which I thought would happen this year with Cam. I thought he was gonna have like a Michael Vick type thing. Where is if you remember back in the uh, back in the day? I know I'm kind of going off topic here, but I thought Cam uh, going to the Patriots. Well, actually, no. We'll talk about that when I get to Cam. Never mind, because Cam's on the topic list for today. Um, but I don't know what Washington's doing with. Alex Smith, they're going to cut him. Uh, sad to see he came back. Alex uh, has been quoted saying that him coming back ruined the plans in Washington. I don't know how. I mean, because Ron Rivera didn't like Dwayne Haskins as is. He, he said he was taking Joe Burrow with the second pick if he fell. Uh, I don't know how Alex Smith ruined the plans. That's just my thing. Um, so is Cam done with the Pats? Now, this is where I'll talk about Cam. Cam got put into a situation with a defensive coach who wasn't going to make sure he got better as a quarterback. I can tell you that. His injuries started piling up, and you would think with his injuries piling up, his athleticism going down, I thought he was going to kind of have a Michael Vick type year. Now, if you remember, after Michael Vick was went to jail, um, or prison, whatever you want to call it, jail slash prison, I don't know. Uh, after he got arrested and was in uh, prison for a little bit, for uh, dog abuse, I think, don't quote me on that, but I think it was dog abuse, um, dog fights, something like that. Um, Michael Vick went to the Philadelphia Eagles, and he got significantly, significantly better as a passer. He learned how to read defenses. Tony Dungy helped him with that. Uh, Michael Vick was very serious about turning his life around, and I love Michael Vick. He's a very cool guy. If you watch him on Fox and all that type of stuff, very cool. He knows football, which is something I would have not said with his time in Atlanta. He was just a guy who ran around a lot, didn't really do much. But when he got to Philadelphia, you could tell he knew how to throw the football. He could read a defense now. And that is something I thought Cam would learn after his injuries started coming up. Vic still got injured plenty of times in Philly, but you could see he got better as a thrower of the football. And I thought Cam was going to take that step. The injuries start coming. Cam doesn't have the same speed, so to say, 
to get away from that linebacker that he used to. So I thought Cam's going to be better at throwing the football. He's going to take that Michael Vick step. The injuries come. I'm going to learn how to start reading defenses now. I'm going to learn playbooks. I'm going to just not rely on my athleticism all the time. Well, it didn't happen. Cam threw eight touchdowns this year. He had interceptions. He had uh, 12, rushing, 12 rushing touchdowns, which is the second highest of his career. But once again, he's just relying on his athleticism at that point. Cam did not get better throwing the football. And that was a disappointing thing to watch. I thought after the Seattle game, I thought that his throwing was much better than it was. And then COVID hit COVID hit Cam, and he kind of proved me wrong there. Uh, his throwing went down. Unfortunately, that wasn't good for him. So now, what's the next step for Cam? Uh, did the... I don't think the Patriots should re-sign him. I don't think Cam has much left in the tank. And if you think he's got gas in the tank, it's just not the right engine for me. Uh, the Patriots, uh, Patriots going to have a lot of people. Patriots have a lot of dudes opt out last year. Obviously, Julian Edelman was out for 10 games as well last year. But you had some emerging guys on the scene. Jacoby Myers, who was really good at NC State. I really liked him. Another guy on the lookout, as he also went to NC State, was Kelvin Harmon. He was injured last year for the Redskins, but I'm going to be happy to see him back on the field. But let's get back to the Patriots. Jacoby Myers proved that he was a very good wide receiver in the NFL. Not great, but pretty good. Um, Darius Bird, uh, I would say he's a good number two, good number three. Edelman is going to be the two, I would say. You go Myers, Edelman, Bird, and Keel Harry. Personally, I dislike Enkeel Harry a lot. He doesn't do it for me. I don't know what the Patriots saw in him. Well, actually, no, I take that back. The Patriots took him because he was, quote-unquote, the best prospect on the board. Uh, one of the few times the Patriots went with Mel Kuyper and all those guys, they thought Enkeel Harry was going to be great. Enkeel Harry is not a very good NFL wide receiver, in my opinion. Um, I think if... Maybe you use him in different ways. Maybe it's a little bit more success. But so far, he hasn't been a successful NFL wideout for a first-round pick, nonetheless. Um, so I think that's the Patriots' four wide receivers going into next year. Maybe they get Antonio Brown because Bill Belichick does like Antonio Brown. He also loves Odell Beckham Jr. So Odell Beckham Jr. for some reason. So... It's going to be interesting to see what Cam does next year. I don't think the Patriots should keep Cam, especially with Alex Smith be, being a free agent now. I do think Alex Smith would be a much better fit or Marcus Mariota. But if you can't get either one of those guys, then maybe you take Cam back. Um, Cam had uh, a total of 20 touchdowns, 10 intercept, or 11 turnovers in total. Um... And he threw for 65% completion, I think. So, that I mean, that's not amazing. It's not bad either. If you look at total stats, and if you just look at his passing stats, they're atrocious. Eight touchdowns to ten interceptions. Um, so, who knows what's going to happen with Cam. Now, do the Patriots have a chance next year? I say yes. Uh, they had a bunch of opt-outs that are all coming back. Uh, Patrick Chung's going to be back. Dante Hightower is going to be back. Rex Burkhead might be back for some of the season. Uh, James White was out a couple games after his dad passed away. Uh, Sonny Michelle was banged up, but they do have a good running back in Najee Harris, I think. Um, I, 
the thing that hurt them the most were the opt-outs, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year with all the opt-outs back in, especially Patrick Chung, who plays like an all-pro free safety when he's not freaking on drugs or selling drugs or whatever he does. Um, so yeah, um, Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott is currently a free agent, and they have till March 13th or something like that to tag him. Um, oof. It's a tough topic. Uh, as I said multiple times, if you can get Russell Wilson, then they get Russell. But just tag Dak and see what he's got, man. Who knows what he's got in the tank. Or Actually, no, I don't like franchise tags. What, what am I saying? Uh, I've said multiple times that, that you shouldn't franchise tag people because Kirk Cousins finessed the franchise tag. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, Dak's an interesting situation. A couple years... I, I don't really know... I'm not a big fan of Dak, I guess. Uh, I couldn't... Uh, I don't know, man. Dallas is a weird situation. Jerry Jones pays everybody except Dak Prescott. But one thing I would like to point out is that Dallas has always had a history of winning nine, ten games a year without star quarterbacks. They won, like, nine games with Quincy, Qua- Quincy Carter. Ten games with Drew Bledsoe. Uh, sat, like, eight with some, no- some, some other nobody. There have been a lot of dudes to walk in the Dallas Cowboys quarterback room and come out and give you eight games a year. Uh, and I think Dak walked into a great situation anyway. Romo was the man there, and they couldn't win without Romo. And Jerry Jones kind of stumbled his way into fighting Dak Prescott. Tony Romo was accidentally replaced, and I can guarantee you Dak can be purposely replaced. That's going to be my take on that. Um... So now, should they take a quarterback or do something like that? So let's go. The NFL draft order. I'm going to tell you if they should take a quarterback or not take a quarterback. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously they're taking quarterback here. Uh, They're going to go Trevor Lawrence, pick one, I do believe. New York Jets, yes, they should take a quarterback. Um, Zach Wilson is going to be on the board. I, I personally really like Zach Wilson. I wish I could get him on the podcast one day. That would be amazing. Uh, I do believe Zach Olson can be a franchise quarterback in the NFL, and I do think he can be better than Trevor Lawrence in the NFL because Trevor's going to have a lot of high expectations. Zach Wilson, not so much. I don't think Trevor's going to exactly live up to the expectations. The Dolphins, I'm going to say no. I don't like Tua that much, but you can't just replace the third pick last year. I, I, I think you got to stick it out to him, man. you got to see what he can do. Even though he didn't show any flashes of greatness, I would say, I think you ride it out with him. The Atlanta Falcons, they're not taking a quarterback. Stick with Matt Ryan. He's doing great. Uh, now, the team may, be, <laughs> team may not be doing good, but Matt Ryan's playing good. The Cincinnati Bengals, don't take a quarterback. you got Joe Burrow. I don't like that Joe Burrow that much, but Joe Burrow's a pretty solid player. The Eagles, you got to stick with Jalen Hurts, man. Hurts is the man. Um, I really love Hurts. I like what he does. I think I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Detroit Lions, you just got Jared Goff. You don't need a quarterback. Jared Goff can throw the football a little bit. Uh, he's very good on the play-action type stuff. You need a running back. Um, Carolina Panthers, they desperately need a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater's out unless you want to play P.J. Walker or you're trading for Deshaun Watson. Get a quarterback. Denver Broncos, they're at nine. I don't know who's running things there. Uh, I know if LA was still running things, they probably wouldn't take a quarterback. But I would take a quarterback. I don't think Drew Locke is it. 
But you never know. Dallas Cowboys, get Dak, man. Just re-sign Dak. Something. No, that's what I would personally do. I'd personally re-sign Dak. But knowing Jerry Jones, he might take a quarterback. The New York Giants, yes, take a quarterback. I don't need to see any more Daniel Jones. I've seen Daniel Jones play the game of the NFL football. He is a turnover machine. He fumbles the football a lot. He even tripped on grass. So please get him out of New York. I think he'd be a serviceable serviceable backup somewhere. The San Francisco 49ers, they're not taking a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is the man, and he will be the man. The Los Angeles Chargers, they're not taking a quarterback. They got Justin Herbert. The Vikings, they're not taking a quarterback. Kirk Cousins. No, I think Kirk Cousins gets a little bit overhated. I like the man, personally. Pretty good quarterback, in my opinion. The New England Patriots. I don't know if Bill Belichick doesn't like the whole rookie quarterback thing. I don't think Belichick's taking a quarterback. Arizona Cardinals, they got the man Kyler Murray. The Raiders, uh, they're not taking quarterback, I don't think. The Washington football team at 19, the Dolphins at the 18th pick too, so I don't need to go over that because I already talked about that. The Washington football team, yes, take a quarterback if one's there because I can guarantee you they're, you can't roll out with Taylor Heineke. Chicago, uh, Chicago's already released that Nick Foles is their starter going into next year, so I don't know if they're going to draft a quarterback, but if somebody falls to 20, then take him, and maybe they can sit behind Nick Foles. Uh, the Colts, they believe in their boy Carson Wentz, so you don't need a quarterback. The Titans, I'm not a big fan of Ryan Tannehill, but he's been playing pretty good there, so, you know, Titans, they don't need a quarterback. New York Jets back at, uh, back at 23. Uh, if you didn't take Zach Wilson in the first round, at, or the second pick, then yes, you need a quarterback. Pittsburgh, if somebody falls to you, you need one to replace Big Ben because the worst thing that can happen is that you are the New York Giants and you just ride out some Eli Manning or slash Big Ben until he can't throw anymore. Uh, the Jags, we already talked about them. Uh, the Browns, no, you don't need a quarterback, but you got Baker for another two years. Baltimore, no, they don't need a quarterback. As much as I don't like Lamar Jackson... Uh, his running the football a lot, his, he can't throw the football in the playoffs. I've, I've seen him play in the playoffs multiple times. He is not very good in the playoffs, but he can get you regular season wins, and that's what it's mostly about. Baltimore is not going to take a quarterback. The Saints, Drew's coming back, but I would, maybe you should trade up and take a quarterback, because I don't think Drew, Drew is pulling a Brett Favre here, but I don't know how many more Brett Favres he's going to pull. The Bills, you don't need one. Kansas City, you don't need one. Tampa Bay, uh, they should probably take one later in the draft so you can be prepared for whenever Brady retires, unless he's going to play till 50, which he might. You never know. So there are my uh, quarterbacks, <laughs> teams that should take quarterbacks, quarterbacks that should take quarterbacks. Now we're moving on to Andrew Luck. Did he live up to the hype? Okay, so I am doing that. Uh, I'm just going to start a new segment on the podcast of did the did this person live up to the hype? Uh, today is Andrew Luck. Tomorrow it might be somebody else that you... That might be... That's common in NFL households, I would think. So, Andrew Luck's... So, I'm going to read his uh, draft scouting report in 2012. And so, I'm going to... I'm going to try to get them all from the same place if I can. So, his strengths... Um, his strengths are he's extremely, extremely accurate. Uh, in the playoffs, he wasn't, but 
maybe he was in the league. Uh, he typically had a quick release. I do agree with that. Uh, smart decision maker and protects the football. Uh, I It counters itself later on because I've read it. But, uh, okay, good field vision. I do agree with that. Phenomenal at making progressions through a defense. I don't know if that's exactly true. Uh, I don't know. We, I guess I'll agree with that. Extremely mobile with scrambling, uh, scrambling ability. Disagree with this. Luck constantly got injured, and in like his second year, he was not <laughs> mobile. Um, uncanny ability to ball, throw the ball on the run. I do agree with that. Bails out blockers with ability to avoid sacks. He got killed back there. Um, very intelligent. Understands the chess match. I agree with that, but sometimes you don't need to play chess. Maybe you just need to play checkers. Uh, made play calls from the playbook, not just a few plays. Uh, that was obviously his time at Stanford where he got to choose the plays. Um, he audibles well. I guess that's what the Colts were looking for when they got rid of Peyton Manning. He's a proven leader and passion for the game. Now, this one I do disagree with. Proven leader? I don't think so because Jacoby Brissett came in and the teammates liked Jacoby Brissett better or responded better to him than they did Andrew Luck. Passion for the game? I don't really know because he retired early. He's a winner at the collegiate level, but that really doesn't mean much in the going into the NFL. Experienced three-year starter. Once again, that really doesn't mean much going into the NFL. Good teammate without an ego. I do agree with that. Not chasing money as his prime motivator. We know that's true because he retired. Uh, product of good coaching. Um, I guess so, but that could also uh, hurt his draft stock because there are plenty of dudes who have been coached by great people and then they don't pan out. Um, master of pro style offense. Correct. Uh, nowadays, <laughs> they don't. Nobody really runs the pro style offense anymore, except the Patriots. Uh, produced without good good wide receivers. That's just taking a shot at them. Uh, they got opened for. They got opened, didn't they? I would think. Strong arm, good bloodlines. <laughs> like that means anything. Perfect height, bulk. So what they're saying is he's a white guy who's like six four. He's the perfect NFL quarterback. Durable. This one proved that wrong. His only weakness in his 2012 uh, draft thing was he does not have top-level arm strength. Now, the summary of it is Luck has been one of the most hyped prospects in the NFL over the past 12 years. Luck built the hype with his intelligent and highly efficient play. Each season, Luck improved his production. Um, in his last season in college... He, had, he completed 71% of his passes, 3,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He ran for 230 yards and two touchdowns. Um, his draft day comparison was Peyton Manning slash John Elway. So did he live up to the hype? No, because he wasn't as good as either of those guys. He's a little overrated in my opinion. I don't think he was anything special. He was a good quarterback, and he was not live up to the hype. He was not the all-pro that we thought he would be. Um, yeah. Uh, the Mavs are finally above 500 for the first time in a while uh, without Kristaps. So does that mean <laughs> uh, this is the whole Luka year? I think we need to trade Kristaps. He's not going to be here for much longer, I can tell you that. Uh, he's injury prone. We need to hop off of him as, for as soon as we can. Hopefully to the Wizards, I'd be a big fan of uh, Denny Aviha in Dallas, and maybe some other dudes. I don't really know what trade I'd want to see, but I'll probably do that tomorrow's episode. I'll probably give you some trade ideas that I'd want to see for Kristaps. 
Now, Monday Night Raw. Now, I really only want to talk about one thing. Uh, Bobby Lashley won the WWE title from The Miz. So, congrats to Bobby Lashley. I do really like Bobby Lashley. I like the whole gimmick that they're running with Bobby Lashley with the Hurt Business. That's cool. But, this is not going to help WWE. The Miz, when, well, The Miz was champions, ratings were up. You know, the one, the Monday Night Raw, he was champion last week, the ratings were up. I'm sure the ratings were up this week because they teased, or they showed that it was going to be Miz versus Bobby Lashley for the title. So, I'm sure ratings were up this week too. But Bobby isn't entertaining enough. It doesn't have the charisma to be a champion, a world champion. And it's nothing with race. Uh, which some somebody claimed to me doing earlier today on Instagram. Like, oh, you don't want Bobby to be a champion because he's black. No, because I saw this in TNA. I was a huge fan of it when they did this in TNA. I was the biggest fan of it. But then the ratings went down. MVP was, this was the same gimmick. They were running the OG Hurt business, as I call it, or MLK. It was MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Kenny King. And now Kenny King was a Better than Sheldon Benjamin was, in my opinion. Even though Sheldon's a very good worker. I was more into Kenny King than I am Sheldon Benjamin. And Kenny King's better than Cedric Alexander. They just booked Kenny King worth crap. Um, so, there's my little thing. There's my little rant on uh, Impact Booking and Kenny King. Um, Bobby Lashley, very good champion in TNA, I thought. Ratings went down, though. Because the casual fans don't really want to see Bobby Lashley. They don't care. He's not. MVP was always on the mic. Bobby Lashley never talked. Bobby Lashley never talked in Impact. It was either his wife or MVP. Bobby Lashley wasn't that dude in TNA. He was physically, but he wasn't the guy that could carry the show. Impact ratings went down. They even dropped. They even got dropped by Spike TV. And they ran reruns. When they got finally got back on TV and nobody cared. Bobby Lashley doesn't draw ratings. And the only reason I'd say the Miz drew ratings is because Miz is noticeable to people outside wrestling. He has his own reality TV show. He's been in plenty of movies. So you need people who are outside of wrestling, or who get seen outside of wrestling, so to say, to be champions. Roman Reigns, uh, I don't really know. I don't. SmackDown's pretty good, uh, but SmackDown's got a lot of other stuff going on too. Raw, you, you need to be carried by somebody who freaking is noticeable outside of wrestling. And the Miz was that guy. Uh, Drew McIntyre, his his thing got plain and boring, which I've been saying for ages that Drew McIntyre's a boring champion. He's not a good champion, and the only reason he's champion is because of Vince McMahon. The rating is just drop, 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 drop. The only spike that they really saw was in Legends Night, and that's only because it's Legends Night. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be the end of the podcast. Uh, obviously, tomorrow I'm going to, or uh, Wednesday, I'm going to watch AEW, and also there will be a podcast on Wednesday, too, on just some normal sports stuff. On Thursday, we're going to do the AEW review, and I'll probably do another Did He Live Up to the Hype segment. So, I'll probably do that one, too. Uh, Yeah, Uh, so thank you for listening to the Three Ball Podcast. Stay safe and peace out.